Welcome to Unshakable with Human Design, the show dedicated to helping entrepreneurs use human design to shift from hustle to flow without sacrificing results. Come here to become an unshakable human and build an unshakable business according to your human design. I'm your host, Nicole Lano. Hello and welcome to Unshakable with Human Design. I'm your host, Nicole Leno, and we are here today with one of our celebrity human design readings. I am very excited about this one. I always love these. We do these about once a month where I dive into a celebrity chart. The whole point of that is to give you a real life example. So really showing you human design in action. Let's see it out in the world. I think that that's the best way because my goal with this show is to help you, you understand how using your human design, that these are energies that we have present in us all the time we were born with them and how you can use this as a map for living outside of your shadow and living more in the light, living more in tune with your own intuition, your own instincts and truly being the authentic version of you, the most authentic version of you that's possible. And so, but I understand that, that it can be difficult looking at this chart with all these shapes and colors and numbers and all of this stuff. There's so much to learn. And sometimes when it's explained like, oh, this gate means X, that can feel like, okay, great. That's great information, but I don't know what that means. My goal with these episodes where we dive into a celebrity chart is we're using celebrities because it's somebody we all know. We all have access to things <laughs> to, to them and, you know, what we know about them in the public sphere. And then taking, taking the chart and, you know, we have the benefit of hindsight where I'm looking at what we know and seeing maybe how that has shown up in their chart throughout their life or how maybe it has influenced their decisions or influenced what we know about them. Um, I, I really am careful about trying to take information that is not out of context. I try to take information that's directly from them, not what I've heard or even my opinions about anything that they have done. This is really just about saying, here is something that we all know that happened. It's not disputed. It is a fact. It's just, this is what happened, not what we think about what happened. And, and this is what we see in the chart that might be a, a source of that decision or a, a way that this is expressing itself. So again, just showing you how the design might be an action in their lives. So this is my hope is that, that you take these, these readings and by listening to them, you might hear something that she has that you also have and say, oh, I never thought of it that way. I never saw it that way. I'm just showing you the ways that these energies can be expressed and how they might be being expressed through these people. And today we are talking about a woman who I actually like very much. Um, she is a bit of a lightning rod. Uh, I don't, I don't really totally understand why she gets the negative attention that she gets so much, but we're going to talk a little bit about that just from the fact side of it, of what has happened. But, um, yeah, she, she gets a lot of attention whenever she does something, people have something to say about it. Um, I personally, um, find her to be quite 
delightful, inspiring. I think she's an inspiring woman. I think that she's a powerful woman. And I think that she does live pretty authentically to at least what I see in her human design. Uh, she was an actress. She is an actress. She is a wellness brand pioneer. She really kind of kicked off the whole celebrity wellness brand thing. She's one of the first and her name is Gwyneth Paltrow. And I'm super excited to bring you this reading because I think that she's a really interesting um, case study here. And just to give you a very quick lay of the land of, of who she is, as far as her human design is concerned, uh, she's a 2-4 sacral or pure generator. You can refer to them the same way. Her authority is sacral. Her type is generator. Um, she has a small split. The gates that would bridge her split are 16 and 20. She is the right angle cross of service. And she has an open head center an open ego or will center, and I should say completely open ego will, undefined head center, undefined solar plexus, and the rest of her centers are all defined. That is her human design, just the facts right there. And before we go any further, I do want to let you guys know that we are, we are, we have some really amazing things launching here in June. We have a new offer that will be launching in June. I'm very excited about this. This is something that people have been asking us for, for quite some time. I sat with it. My sacral responded. I sat with my emotional authority, passed it through. And it is such a hell yes, that it is taking everything in me to not spew it all out and tell you all about it right now, but we have to leave a little bit up to suspense. So we do have a wait list though where you could be one of the first people to know about it. Um, if you go to nicolelano.me forward slash waitlist, you could get on the waitlist, be part of the first round of pricing, all of the fun bonuses, whatever we have going on, it will be going up to that list first. So if you would like to be on that list, please go join by going to nicolelano.me forward slash waitlist, or you could go to nicolelano.me forward slash podcast links where you'll get all of the links to everything that we're doing. You can book a human design reading there. So if you're loving this celebrity reading and you hear how I dive into Gwyneth's chart and you'd like us to dive into your chart together, then you can book that reading on the podcast links page and all of our free guides are there. Everything is there and also the link to the wait list. So all of our current links will always be on that page. So it's a great one to bookmark and save and visit randomly just throughout your day be like oh i wonder what nicole's offering you can pop over to that page and find out all right now let's dive into gwyneth paltrow's chart shall we like i said she's a two four sacral generator um she is the right angle cross of service and what does that mean now i have taken information really what i did was i you know these are some things that we know obviously we know she's an actress we know that she won the oscar when she was in like 1999 um i listened to some of the podcast episodes from her goop podcast which is her podcast with her goop brand i also listened to a recent interview that she did on the call her daddy podcast with uh, um on Spotify. She just did an interview over on the Call Her Daddy podcast over on Spotify. I listened to that interview and I took some pieces from that. So it's coming directly from her is really what I was trying to do. Trying to get information that came from her, not from me reading about her in various magazines or whatever. Ways that she described herself, ways that she described and chronicled her life. So with that, in that interview on the Call Her Daddy podcast, she was asked about her early life and how how the Oscar shaped, how winning the Oscar when she was, I think she was 26 years old or something when she won the Oscar, how winning the Oscar at such a young age, how that shaped her and what that experience was like. And she responded that 
she really like looking back on that time, she had kind of like an identity crisis after, after winning that award. And there were lots of things about it. I think that was one of the first times she really felt how cruel people could be. She talks about how she, how the British press gave her a lot of flack and made fun of her and kind of made her feel awful for crying during her acceptance speech. And, you know, it was that first ping of being vulnerable and having people come back at you with not nice things to say. But she she really went into how she felt like she realized she realizes it seems like now in hindsight she's looking back on it and saying how driven she was and how that driv- being driven was really this 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 overachiever sort of syndrome that she had and looking back on it she realizes that you know it had a lot to do with her upbringing and she was in no way really criticizing her parents um, I think she was acknowledging that maybe some of it happened with either the best of intentions or completely unconsciously on their part. And just also realizing her parents, her father was a successful like television producer. Uh, her mother was a very successful and wonderful actress. And just growing up in a family where you're surrounded by these very, very talented people. Like I think Steven Spielberg was a huge, is a really good friend of her family's. I think he was a big influence in her life. There's something about him being her godfather. I do not know if that's true, but when you have people like this that are your role models in life, there's pressure, even if no one's putting pressure on you directly, there must be pressure just in being that in that situation. Now, I want to talk about her centers first, her having the open, the completely open ego will center. And I keep saying ego will, because they mean the same thing. You can call it by those, those two names are interchangeable, whichever one suits you best. Um, now this is the center of drive, determination, willpower, and it's the center of proving yourself when you have it open. It can feel like, so if you have it defined, that's just a natural thing that you do. No one has to tell you you're just kind of born to, go after things, go after what you want and prove yourself. And you kind of have this natural mechanism inside of you, if it's in a healthy expression, to know what is healthy and what is not. How much is the right amount of achievement for you? And it can can certainly get away from itself. But when it's open, you don't have that. You don't, it does, you're not the source of that drive. So you pull it in from all around you. So the fact that her parents you know, maybe made her feel like achieving was something maybe to be proud of, maybe to make them proud. And this can be as simple as parents just being so happy when you do well and praising you for it or pushing you to be better. And, you know, with the best intentions, just wanting you to, to reach your potential, but how easy it is for somebody, particularly a child with an open ego center to pull that in, in an unhealthy way where it becomes a wound, where it becomes something that we're overachieving is the way that you operate, where achieving is the only way that you validate your own self-worth. When I get this thing, then I will be good enough. If I do this, if I reach this, if I, if I excel at this, then I'll be good enough. And, and she talks about that. She talks about how that was really, that was, that was something that once she reached the point of winning the Oscar, it was like, oh my God, there's nothing else to achieve now. Like I kind of reached this pinnacle. Now what? Now who am I? 
And I think it's a really astute kind of um, realization to have if, if she had it that young, certainly to realize that that was happening and to realize what was at play and to ask some bigger questions of herself of, of what she really wanted. And, and she talks about, there were several life events in her life that caused her to kind of veer off that course a bit. Her father was very sick. Her father ended up passing away a few years later. Um, but, but that, that open ego was something that she realized was unhealthy, that it was that operating out of this need to achieve was actually a, a wound. And this was something that was driving her not towards success, but toward burnout and not a good self-image of herself. So that that's kind of how, how I saw that potentially at play in her design and, and in her, in her way of operating. Um, the open solar plexus, now, this one's funny because in the in the same episode that Call Her Daddy interview, she was asked if there were any, what what's the biggest misconception about her? And there's one about the business, but she, she was asked, you know, what about personally? Are there any personal misconceptions? And she's like, I think that I'm cold. People seem to think that I'm really cold. And she's like, I don't, I don't think that I am. I think that I, I'm, I'm a pretty warm person and I'm, I'm warm with the people I know and and I, I don't know, but but people seem to think that I'm I'm really cold. And number one, with with a with an undefined solar plexus, there is kind of a naturally kind of calm, cool, collected sort of vibe if it's in its high expression. So she might just not be in a reactive state, which can be you know highly sensitive when you have the undefined solar plexus. It can be a highly sensitive person. And the fact that she's not, that she has that stillness, she also has gate 52 in her unconscious son, which is the gate of stillness. And the fact that she's cultivated this and that she might not be being forced into these reactive states of, of being overly sensitive about things, that coolness might come across to some as cold. Um, so that was just something that I, I, I thought could be a, a way of people mis, misperceiving her. I don't even know, did I make up, make up that word, but, but to have a, a misconception about her and what she really is versus what they're, they're feeling from her and that coolness being, being misconstrued. Now, her open head center, her undefined head center, you know, with the undefined head, the undefined head is easily inspired. We're inspired by everything. And for her, she's got the only gate that she has active in there is the gate 61. And she has that unconsciously and consciously both in her North node. And I, I think this is interesting because this, this is the gate that it, it's inspired. And when it's inspired, it asks, why, why are we here? Why is this happening? What's the greater plan? You know, why that, that bigger, why that spiritual, why of mystery of like that spiritual asking God, higher power. I, I do, I do all see seeking in this gate. And I, I think she is a seeker. I, I think that that this is, this is me projecting a little bit, but she dives into all of the different spiritual modalities and she seems very open to those things and kind of inspired by them to try different things. And I, I think that that's, that's a high expression of this gate, as long as you don't get lost in it. 
And so I feel like we're at least seeing it, whatever, whatever that, what we feel from it. I think what we are seeing is that she does dive into this. She does dive into all of these spiritual things. She asks the healthy question, why? And I don't know much about whether she stays in the healthy expression of it. If she gets obsessive with it, that's not something that I know. That would be the low expression of it would be to, you know, they always say it's like kind of the, the madness. I don't think she seems mad at all, but does it become obsessed with the question why? I don't know that answer. But the high expression would be to ask in a healthy way that I don't know everything and I'm curious about it all and I want to go deeper into these maybe more esoteric things and I'm curious about them and how they can open me up. Um, it's a very big picture gate. I start looking at the big picture and not just at the details. And I think that that's interesting because gate 61 is in her north node, which is sort of like where you're going, the trajectory of your life. It moves from the south node to the north node. And the south node is in gate 62, which is the gate of details. And the gate of details is like, I, 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 want, to, I want to test the waters. I, I want to know all of the little things, all of the details. I'm going to get down to the facts. And then gate 61, so it moves from that for her. It's moving from those details to the over 35 portion of her life, that second half of her life to asking and looking at more of the bigger picture. Why are we here? What are the bigger themes and issues going on here? Maybe we don't have to be so bogged down in the details. Maybe it's not the details that are the most important thing. Now, regardless of the placement of these, I do think that she's sort of gate 62 and, you know, her her the 1762 channel which she does have active stretching from the, which connects the Ajna to the throat center. That's about explaining things in a way that people can understand. So it could be taking those bigger ideas, those bigger picture thoughts, ideas, opinions, and distilling them down into something that people can understand. I think that you're maybe seeing that in the work that she does. That's a potential there. And that's really what we're talking about here. It's these are potentials. They'll come and go. Do we spend more time in the higher expression or the lower expression? That's the game. But these things are going to appear, but they're always there. These are the things that drive us. Um, so those are her open centers with a touch of her, her nodes there. And I want to move to another, another shift in her life, to um, she, her shift from acting to this wellness lifestyle brand that she has in Goop. And when she talked about that in that same interview, she was saying that, you know, when she had her daughter, Apple, you know, she woke up and just saw the, her daughter's big blue eyes looking at her. And she was like, I, you know, it was so visceral in me, you know, like, like, this is it. Like, I'm so in love with this baby. This is all I want to do right now. I don't want to go back to work. And, you know, to me, it's, it's, if we're, projecting this onto her human design chart, you know, she had a visceral gut sacral response of yes to my baby and no to going back to work, no to leaving her, no to having that break in the connection. Now she's fortunate enough to have those choices where she was set up enough where she could take lots of time off and really, really immerse herself in motherhood. And while she was there, while she, but, but she was, she was following that sacral guide. She wasn't thinking about her. And I want to paint the picture here. 
She wasn't operating out of that open ego that was saying, what's the next role? What's the next paycheck? Can you win another Oscar? The achieving, the achieving, the achieving, which would be unhealthy for her, which would be unnatural for her. What is natural, what is following strategy and authority for her would be the gut instinct. What is the gut telling you to do? And her gut was telling her, you should be home with this baby. Now, I'm not knocking anybody who can't do that because they're not financially set up like Gwyneth Paltrow to make those choices. But in a perfect world, we would be following these instincts. Her following that instinct led to her being home, led to her immersing herself in motherhood and and her life at home. And during that time, she learned about you know, the toxicity in a lot of the personal care products that we put on our bodies. And she was appalled and she was, she was really upset about it because it has terrible effects on our health, potential terrible effects on our health. And clean beauty became kind of a bit of a crusade for her. It became something that she cared deeply about and wanted to share about. Now, what that started was, you know, it kicks off into this whole goop part of her life. This whole lifestyle brand started out as a blog. I was actually, I remember it from the beginning. I was on that first mailing list that she, that she, that she, uh, put out there. I was, I was one of, I'm one of the OGs on that. And I remember it was just, it was recommendations. It was things that she loved. It was recipes. It was stuff like that. She was sharing what she loved and she was sharing the things that she was learning about what bothered her, what she felt needed to change. Now this gets me into her. The reason I bring this up is because, you know, sacral response brought her to this point in her life. So remember sacrals, we just do what feels right. Don't do what doesn't feel right. And those are the breadcrumbs on the trail that we're picking up. We never know where that decision will lead necessarily. We just know this is the right one for me to pick up right now. So we pick it up whenever we, whenever possible. So she picked up the breadcrumb and stayed home. She picked up the breadcrumb and started to dig into the things that bothered her that she wanted to know more about so that she could change the way that she was living and the people around her. And she was doing the things that she loved. She was spending time with her kids. She was, she was following her sacral guidance, her intuition, her version of her intuition. We all have it, right? That's your authority is your intuition, So she picks up these breadcrumbs and that leads her to learning all of this stuff and then starting this wellness brand, which started out just as like a blog. Now, this brings me to her right angle cross of service. Now it's a right angle because she's a two, four profile and service is it. it, This is her incarnation cross. So this is the conscious sun, conscious earth, unconscious sun, unconscious earth gates that she has. Now, I'm going to do them in that order. Her, her, her personality son, conscious son, that's the right-hand side of the chart, is gate 18. It's the gate of correction. Um, then we have her conscious earth is the gate of opinions, gate 17. Her unconscious son is gate 52, the gate of stillness. And then her unconscious earth is gate 58, the gate of joy. Basically, what we have here is these four gates, they make up your purpose. I'm going to use that term, but really what it is, is these are just going to be the strongest guiding forces in your life. This is where you will be pulled pretty naturally if you're not getting in the way 
doing things out of what you think you should be doing out of the way that your mind is driving you or because what happens is when we're not following strategy and authority, we slip into that open space. We, we slip naturally into our shadows. So for her, what she talks about, like kind of her biggest pitfall was the overachieving, not following what she truly felt was right, but doing it out of a need to achieve, to prove herself, to feel like she was worthy, like she was good, like she was proving herself to her family, to the world, whatever it was. Um, that's what not following strategy and authority gets you. It gets you falling into that open space, what we call the not self. That's not you. That's not authentic. But when you are following strategy and authority, when you are following your natural guidance, you just start getting pulled toward these gates. (laughs) You just start getting pulled toward this innate purpose that you have. Now purpose, I'm careful about that word because it's not like her purpose necessarily. It's just going to be the things that show up for you that somehow you have something to offer in this way. Now hers is interesting because all of these are in, um, really what we're talking about now it's called the cross of service. So there is a being of service sort of feeling to this. The interesting thing about this cross, well, there's many interesting things, but one of the interesting things about this cross is it has the entire channel of judgment in it. That's gate 18 and gate 58, connecting the root center to the spleen. Now now that is basically, it's the channel of judgment. And what judgment really means is it's the ability to, and the energy to be judging the things that you see in society, in the world, to see them for what's broken, to see them for what is, what should be saved It's about correction. That's really what this whole cross is about. It's about correction. And gate 18 is the gate of correction. That's really what it's about. And correction is, I see a better way to do this. For me, for you, for us, for everybody, for the world. And I have to share it. Collective energy, 1858, is is collective energy. This is when we have collective energy in the chart, The keynote is sharing. It has to be shared. Like we can't keep it to ourselves when we have that type of energy. It's like there's this inner need to share it. So her putting out a blog for things that she loves and things that she wants people to know and things that she's learned that she thinks will help other people is actually a really, really healthy expression and kind of a, yeah, of course, of this channel and ultimately this cross, these energies that she has. She's just getting pulled on the line of her destiny and in the line of her, the energy that she is here to express, the kind of, the things that she kind of can't help herself, but do now 18 to 58, it's the channel of judgment. Yes. In the low frequency, it can be judgy, (laughs) but in the high frequency it is, I'm sharing this for you to know about. I'm sharing this so people know what's out there so that they can make it better so that we can make it better. Now, I think it's maybe a matter of opinion, whether you find it judgy what she's doing, or if you find it to be in service, in service to the greater good. That's really what we're looking at here. Now that might be a matter of opinion. Now her conscious earth is the gate of opinions. It's gate 17. Now she's going to have some thoughts. She's going to have her opinions. Now it is rooting down to that gate 62. She has the full channel there. 
which is, which is about explaining things in a way that people understand, taking opinion and bringing it down and rooting it in fact. Now, according to her, whether you agree with it or not, um, according to her, they are pretty rigorous with their processes of making sure that what they share is rooted in fact. And if it is not, if it's something that's cutting edge, if it's something that's new, if it's something that isn't proven, they're very careful about making sure that they put that front and center in their reporting of it, that this is something that they're enjoying. This is something that they like, but the science isn't there, or this is very new. We just want to bring it to you to tell you what's new and, and, you know, on the cusp of maybe making it to the mainstream. So, um, this is her, her, her cross here. I, I definitely see it playing out now, whether you believe or she believes that, you know, how much time she's spending in the high frequency versus the low frequency of it, you know, that's, that is, that is a matter of, of, of total opinion. And I don't want to get into that, but we see her sharing. She's sharing what she feels will help. And, you know, her conscious her conscious son, or excuse me, her unconscious son is gate 52. It's the gate of stillness and it's the gate of focus. Um, that is something that I, I think you see her trying to cultivate with the meditations with, with these. I, I do think that she embodies a still quality, which maybe sometimes gets confused and misunderstood and misconstrued as being cold. The fact that she is still now I'll throw my own opinion out here that I don't think people necessarily, all people in society, even women love seeing women be strong and unemotional and being able to be still and comfortable in themselves. I think it's unnerving for some people. Now that it's my opinion, that's me. I'm calling that out. That is something that I feel. <laughs> um, so maybe that's part of what unnerves people about her sometimes and gets some of those not so nice things said about her. Now, another thing that I, I, I want to bring up here, because this is sort of in the same vein with her bringing the things that she loves and bringing the things that, you know, really the toxicity in the products and noticing that clean beauty was necessary, that people did not know that the products that they were putting on their body could be harmful to them and also giving them alternatives to those products and giving them something that is clean, that is healthy, that they can feel confident in. Now, she also has the channel of exploration, which is the 1034 connecting the sacral to the G center. And this is all about convictions. It's about acting on your convictions, acting on them, being them. And when you are being your convictions with this channel, other people change. You influence through, and for and in this case, it would be her influencing through being these convictions by living by them, by sharing them ultimately through her other channels. But by showing up as an example of the convictions that she holds, she empowers and inspires others to do the same. I think we do see that. I think we see her moving on conviction in a lot of, in a lot of things, whether you think it's all of them or not, but certainly in, in this one that kind of fueled her business and kicked it off was her standing in conviction. 
Um, and the last thing that I'll, I'll bring up is her two, four profile. So the, the, the two line is, you know, we've talked about this on the show before in the projection field episode, but the two, four is really, it's the hermit opportunist, the hermit networker. Um, this is really about the two line is very personal. The two line is kind of a natural, they're just naturally good at things. They are, um, it's known as the dancer in gene keys is one way that we look at it. They're just naturally good at stuff. And there is, there is a projection field on the two and the two is, it's different than the five line projection field because people can see into the two. Now and they, they think they know what is good and bad about that person. And they do see into them. That doesn't necessarily mean that they are right, but it can feel, this has been my experience with a lot of people who I have worked with, with a two line is that it can feel incredibly vulnerable because it's like you're naked out there. People are just looking at you and pulling these things out of you and saying, you should be this and you should be that. And you'd be great at this, or you're terrible at this. It can go either way. And what that can cause is people to over hermit and hide from the projections because it feels very uncomfortable for them. And, and like, it can just be a very vulnerable thing, but in the highest expression, they do their thing and people like it (laughs) when they dance, like nobody is watching when they're just doing their thing and they're not paying attention to anything that the outside world is saying. And they're only paying attention when they get called out for something, when someone says, or called up, when someone calls them up and says, I would like you to, I want your expertise here. Will you help me with this? They can, through their strategy and authority, judge whether that is correct for them or not, whether they want to do that thing or not. And they're making that decision from themselves and from their own inner authority. And they don't care otherwise about what anyone else says, thinks, or does. You can take that <laughs> as you like. And then the four line, her four line in the back, that's the networker. That is the person, they are here to have an influence on the people who are close to them. And one thing that I think is is kind of indisputed is she does seem to have very long lasting friendships, relationships, relationships seem to be very important to her. Remember the whole, un- <laughs> the whole conscious uncoupling thing that caused quite a stir that she wanted to, you know, remain a family with her ex-husband was very controversial because she used a very apparently Gwyneth term, even though that wasn't her, her term, but the four line is about bonding. It's about bonds. It's about family, tribal connections, and however you define your tribe. And I think that you've really seen that in her life, in her world where she has this circle of friends and they, they show up for her and they defend her and they seem to be incredibly loyal to her. And that leads me to believe that she's probably incredibly loyal to them or she wouldn't be getting that type of response. However, I will say that four lines, people just stay. They four lines, y'all keep people. <laughs> you are the connectors. You are the ones that are that are just that you know, you you just connect with people and they stay in your world. You don't lose anybody. Once you're in, you're in with these people. So that's just something that I, I definitely see that in her, in her profile and, and what we've seen in her life, that seems to be 
true for her. Okay, well, I think we'll leave it there. I think I've covered pretty much everything. I mean, there's so much more. Obviously, we can go into a chart for, you know, for days and days and days and years if you're really working with it. But um, but I, these are the highlights that I wanted to give you. These are things that I just thought really supported what we have seen out in, out in the world and what we've seen from her, what we've really what I heard from her in that interview. So like I said, I really tried to take this straight from her mouth and not from other people's or my own projections of what I think. Um, but I, I hope that you found this helpful. And if this inspires you to dive into your design and you would like to dive deeper with a human design reading, and then please book one with me. You can go to that, hum- uh, go to that nicolelano.me forward slash podcast links page, and you can book a reading right there. You can click over to the website and, and book a reading right there with me. We'll sit down for 90 minutes and we'll dive into your chart. And so I hope that you found this helpful. I hope that you found this interesting. I would love to know what you think about these episodes overall. Please take a little screenshot, share it on Instagram. Tell me what you thought about the episode. Tag me. I'm at nicolelano official. And please leave a review. If you loved the show, subscribe leave a review for the show wherever you are listening to it. We would love to hear what you think about it and we would love your continued support. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for being part of this family, for being part of this show. I appreciate you to no end. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So now everybody, take this and go away and go be unshakable, everyone. I will see you in the next episode. If you love this episode and you're a fan of the show, please show us the love on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to the show and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with other entrepreneurs on their human design journey, join our free Facebook community, Human Design for Entrepreneurs. Go to nicolelano.me forward slash podcast links to join the group, book a human design reading with me, or access our free human design resources. We'll see you there.